When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. Tired of that same old, same old breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Same old tasting scrambled eggs, burger, that dinner steak, ribs, or pork chops. Why not add a little bit of spice or just a touch of heat to make the difference? Change that scrambled egg with a little bit of Johnny Fabulous's John Cena Sr.'s Million Dollar Jalapeno Hot Sauce. Great on burgers, steaks, chops, and those barbecued ribs. Folks, it's your buddy Mike Messier. We're here for AEW Apologist uh, number 27. Uh, 27 of these wonderful videos. And uh, you can see them all on the Monty and the Pharaoh YouTube channel. You can find the playlist on subscribe to Mike Messier YouTube channel. Um, however you get this uh, information, you're also welcome to check out uh, the Monty and the Pharaoh show. Uh, Long Island's number one pro wrestling uh, broadcast or television show actually. Uh, they always tell me it's a television show. It's not a podcast. It's a TV show. And uh, you can also see uh, me, Mike Messier. Subscribe to Mike Messier YouTube channel, MikeMessier.com. Uh, books on Amazon. Now let's talk about AEW. Well, you know, this week I want to uh, dis dis basically say 
uh, it was kind of a slow week for AEW as far as like major happenings. Uh, you did have some interesting stuff, I guess, with Sammy Quavera. Have a hard time saying his name, and Tay Conti. They are becoming very obnoxious uh, as a couple. Might be good for a heel turn down the line because um, this lovey-dovey couple stuff it usually wears thin. Uh, I.e., a couple of years ago, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Um, so, I mean, if they actually were to turn heel, uh, you know, although Sammy's style is probably better for a baby face, um, you know, that might be interesting. But right now, they are kind of got this thing with Scorpio Sky, uh, Dan Lambert, uh, making kind of a reference, if those remember the controversy with Paige and, and Xavier Woods and some other scrub uh, several years ago with the NXT women's belt. They kind of made a little bit of an allusion to that. Um, telling Dan Lambert when he kissed one of the AEW uh, TNT title belts that he had uh, their DNA inside of his mouth, which a little, you know, vulgar and, you know, people can fill in the, the lines there, fill in the holes. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, the, the Chris Jericho thing continues, like I said last week. I really think it's a poor move if Jericho and his new bunch of guys are supposed to be heels. They should not be playing uh, the song really at all, the uh, the Fozzie song, um, Judas. They should, they should scrap it because every time that song plays, that reinforces Jericho. Sing along with Jericho, babyface Jericho. Um, so it's... If you really want to go heel, you go heel. And I'm just not convinced that Jericho, as much as he feels like recreating himself and all that stuff, he feels that this, you know, Fozzie's song, Judas, is kind of something that's caught on for two or three years now. And he doesn't want to let it go. So he's not fully committing to heel work, okay? And that's just reality. Um, now I want to talk about tribalism in pro wrestling. You know, tribalism is a term that's become in vogue uh, the last couple of years, I'll give credit, I think, to Joe Rogan. As far as I know, that's where the term kind of came fashionable. But I'm sure the term's been around before. And usually it describes uh, politics, left wing, right wing, so forth. Um, you know, and, and you basically defend your side of the tribe or your tribe. You know, if you're a left wing, uh, if you're, you know, if you're a politically correct person or if you're a an advocate for rights for a certain group. Uh, it's tribalism. And then if you're against that same topic, you're in the other tribe. Well, that's kind of occurred here with wrestling in the last couple of years. And I'm actually in favor of it. Uh, you have fans that are very hardcore loyalist WWE fans. They see AEW as, as a joke. The indies, you know, blah, blah, blah. They see it as uh, high spots and second rate. And uh, that's the WWE loyalist perspective. Now, I would, I would probably be on the other side of the coin. I would be in the non-WWE uh, camp. Although I've watched plenty of WWE in my life, and as many of you know, I applied and had a job interview there back in 2007 for the creative writing team, and I should have been hired, but I wasn't. Uh, but you know, you have fans that like anything but. WWE and a lot of times these fans including myself will still keep one eye open on WWE programming uh, But we're not as into it 
as the WWE loyalists. And we kind of think of WWE as a cartoon show. We think of things like uh, Jim Crockett Promotions or the Mid-South or ECW. These are real pro wrestling federations that pro wrestling fans can be proud to watch. And uh, WWF or WWE is kind of a cartoon show joke made for children. Okay, that's, that's how that camp feels. And so you see a lot of the, the bitter interactions between these two camps, uh, a lot on Twitter. Uh, they call it wrestling Twitter. Uh, and you also have, um, which is not really, a, it's not like a different app or a program, just so you know. There's not a website that's called wrestling Twitter. It just means if you're on Twitter and you happen to follow or be followed by a lot of other pro wrestling fans, it's an unofficial term called wrestling Twitter, just like uh, there's a black Twitter, okay? African-American Twitter, whatever you want to call it. There's all these different subcultures within these social media apps that you have to be aware of, otherwise you can't breathe air. So now we move forward uh, to um, Facebook. You have all these wrestling groups, 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever. I'm in a lot of the wrestling groups to share these videos. Uh, to share my analysis, there's people that spend a lot of time on wrestling, Facebook. And you basically see patterns. There are people that are going to defend WWE, uh, even if they criticize it. They'll, they'll criticize it themselves, but if somebody else criticizes WWE, then their, you know, reaction is to get uh, kind of vindictive or angry about it, and then uh, do a receipt and criticize uh, AEW or whatever other promotion. AEW fans now have a reputation for being very uh, opinionated and very um, pro-AEW and not wanting to hear critiques or criticisms of AEW. Um, so I can see things from, from both sides. I mean, I can, I can remember clearly before there was an AEW, which wasn't that long ago. I mean, we're talking 2016, 2017. Um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of choice uh, for wrestling fans. Uh, WWE had kind of gotten stale. They had been pushing, you know, Roman Reigns as a baby face for quite some time. Brock Lesnar was this kind of part-time champion. And when he did come in, he'd squash somebody like Samoa Joe or, you know, Braun Strowman. He'd beat them. He wouldn't squash them, but he'd beat them at pay-per-views, which didn't seem to make much sense because Brock was like a once-a-month guy. So, uh, if that. So, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying here, folks, is... 2022 is a much better time for wrestling uh, over 2016, 2017. And I think that the major change, whether uh, certain fans want to appreciate this or not, is the development of AEW. I think AEW, uh, as much as they can, has lit a bit of a fire under the ass of WWE. Uh, some things that were kind of stale and redundant in WWE, it seems like... Uh, you know, the, the, the foundation's been shooken a little bit, you know, to quote ACDC, shake your foundations. I think um, they've had to kind of have a, a bidding war with some things. I mean, I believe the WWE put a bid in for the Ring of Honor uh, ownership, but they were outbid uh, by Tony Khan. So, I mean, I think just the notion of some type of uh, competition has kind of, you know, given a little bit of a spiritual awakening to the WWE. And one of the early um, thoughts on that, or the, one, of the, one of the early actions on that, I should say, was when the Dean Ambrose wrestler uh, decided not to resign for a huge amount of money with WWE and to try his luck with AEW. 
And uh, the, apparently, according to Moxley, uh, him telling the story, they were shocked. They, they pushed this envelope in front of him with a number of money that they were going to give him. And he, he refused. He, he turned it down. He didn't even want to open the envelope, he says. So he wanted to try something new. And then, you know, was it six or eight months later or a year later, his wife, uh, Renee Young, she was a big thing in WWE for a long time. The reality shows uh, she was on, the host of WWE Confidential. She all of a sudden uh, was gone. Now, she has not shown up in AEW, I know, but I, I think p possibly because of her uh, relationship to her husband, uh, Dean Ambrose, or John Moxley, she didn't feel like she wanted to be with the WWE anymore. And I guess she was upset that they didn't call her when she got COVID on the job. So... A lot of things have happened in wrestling. Uh, we did survive, or we're still surviving, uh, this this uh, worldwide situation, I call it, with this illness and so forth uh, that goes around. Um, but uh, to me, you know, it's better. It's better now. You know, it's better to be a pro wrestling fan now than just six years ago. So I, I hope that people can appreciate that. Now, as far as this tribalism, you might be saying, well, Mike, you get off target here. Why is tribalism good for wrestling? I think it's good because, to be honest, I think that uh, I probably spend too much time watching pro wrestling. You probably spend too much time watching pro wrestling. We listen to these hours and hours and hours of podcasts. We hear the same old stories a million times over. Uh, we know that Eric Bischoff, when he created WCW Nitro, uh, he wasn't trying to be better than Vince. He was trying to be different, more different than Vince. We know that Kevin Nash left WWF because Bret Hart wouldn't take the jackknife powerbomb in a cage match uh, with The Undertaker. You know, we know all these anecdotes. We've heard them a million fucking times. And, um, you know, at some point you say, well, gee whiz, is there other things to do? Could I go to uh, the opera? Could I go to the zoo? Could I go to an art museum? What could I do today? What could I do to, to make my life more interesting, have more depth? I mean, I got into this whole thing with video game fans uh, on wrestling Twitter last week. Some guy was, you know, had a screenshot of a WWE wrestling video game and then uh, some type of screenshot of AEW, their video game, and comparing. And I, I just said, hey, you know, um, maybe as adults we spend enough time watching pro wrestling. Maybe it's time to give the video games a rest. Pick up a book, just a thought. And I got all these retweets and quote tweets and you sanctimonious fuck and who do you think you are. But I got about, you know, 89 likes on that tweak, tweet. And, and a lot of people were saying this guy is right. You know, and a lot of people were probably inspired by my tweet to put down the computer, put down the video games, and pick up a book. And some people even uh, took the time to take photographs of their books and post them. I mean, this this simple little tweet I had, which was just kind of a smarky comment, but I felt that way, it seemed to uh, have a lot of influence, okay? And so uh, my point is, uh, I think, getting back to the point, why is wrestling tribalism good? For me, you know, not really watching SmackDown every week. Uh, I mean, I'll listen to a show like the Joe Cronin show, my buddy, and he'll talk about how bad it was. Or I won't watch Raw every week, and I'll hear how bad the shows were. And uh, I feel better about myself for not having watched them, quite frankly. I feel like I saved myself three hours on a Monday and two hours on a Friday. 
by not watching this stuff, by not convoluting my brain with this horrible, god-awful programming, and I did something else. Maybe I went to a movie, maybe I socialized, maybe I did some writing. Um, so I feel that, and if there's WWE fans who feel the same way about AEW, hey, they saved an hour on Friday night, they didn't watch Rampage, they saved two hours on a Wednesday night, uh, they didn't watch a four-hour pay-per-view uh, four times a year, uh, they didn't watch Dark on YouTube, uh, you know, if they feel like they're saving their time and doing things that are more productive, so be it. You know, and the same thing goes for these other groups. I mean, you've got uh, Impact Wrestling still. I'm not a fan of them, uh, but you've got uh, uh, any more, and I've discussed that on Subscribe to Mike Messier YouTube channel, why I do not uh, support Impact Wrestling anymore. Uh, but, I mean, you've got uh, ROH. Now, Tony Khan says he's going to reboot ROH. We'll have to see how that goes. I know they, they have this big Briscoes versus FTR match, which is probably the first... ROH uh, scenario that I've been even remotely excited in, in years, okay? Um, and you've got the the National Wrestling Alliance. You know, last last weekend I put some time into watching the Crockett Cup, uh, the two-night Crockett Cup. So, I mean, you have a whole lot of choices. And if you want to go to the Tokyo Dome with uh, Dave Meltzer and his six-star matches, you can watch... Um, you can watch the wrestling over there. You can watch uh, different time frames. You know, you, you have the power of YouTube, uh, and you can look up old classic wrestling matches, you know, from Montreal or from Detroit or, for, or from Japan or Mexico or, or anywhere. Uh, even the WWF, you can find old uh, Madison Square Garden shows, old Philadelphia Spectrum shows, old Capitol Center shows from Landover, Maryland. Uh, house shows. You can find all types of stuff. You can find WCW Saturday night shows. It, it, like I said before, it's really never been a better time to be a pro wrestling fan because at your fingertips you have so much content. More content than you can even, you know, get through in one day <clears throat> or one lifetime, to be honest with you. I mean, the, this morning I, I uh, was exploring my own television and seeing all these wonderful shows available on HBO Max and then I... I, I was overwhelmed. I mean, there's so many shows you could be watching, and then I clicked over to uh, the Amazon Prime video page, and all these wonderful movies and documentaries, and people kind of forget that there's even Amazon video uh, stuff. And so, uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you really have um, so much content at your fingertips, you have really no reason to complain if you're watching WWE, for instance, and you're bored by a match, you could easily watch something else wrestling-oriented, even WWE-oriented, that won't bore you. Trust me. I mean, you could. Uh, we're talking about Triple H's career coming to an end. You could watch the Elimination Chamber 2, uh, I believe from SummerSlam 2003, uh, one of Triple H's great matches. You could watch that. Or you could hop over to AEW and see what's going on over on this side of the fence. So... That's it, folks. So tribalism, why do I think tribalism is good? Uh, to really bring home the point here, I think it's good because it forces people to be more selective, to show discernment, which I think a lot of people don't show in their lives, whether it's the, 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 their relationships or the people that they associate with or their uh, clothes or their work. A lot of people don't have discernment uh, in the acting world. A lot of people, especially... Uh, young actors don't have discernment in the jobs that they choose to act in or the movies they choose to act in. They'll just do anything as long as the camera's running. So discernment, uh, time, 
you know, making the most of your time, uh, not wasting all your time doing one thing in life, uh, not being, you know, I, I mean, I know Stephen Regal or William Regal doesn't like the term mark, but I mean, not just marking out for anything that comes along, having just some, some discernment, um, showing some selection. And I think tribalism, if, if that's kind of like makes it easier for you, if you say, you know what, I'm only going to watch AEW, I'm not going to watch WWE, or I'm only going to watch WWE, I'm not going to watch AEW. Well, <clears throat> although we might argue on which side of the fence you're falling on, I would say that overall it's good to just watch one group more so than the other because what's really gained is the free time. You know, I, I'm just, I'm just, I get amazed by the amount of, you know, and I, I'm a pretty detailed pro wrestling fan, okay? I'm pretty uh, expert level on this stuff. But when I see people on Twitter and Facebook and they have like, they're like, I woke up in the middle of the night dreaming about a Brian Danielson versus Kurt Angle match at WrestleMania. And I'm like, come on, are you really waking up in the middle of the night to dream about that? <clears throat> and people getting, you know, um, I get so hot when people say that Kurt Angle's last match against Baron Corbin was a waste of time, blah, blah. And I'm like, are you really thinking about this stuff in the in random times? I mean, there's so many things going on in the world uh, that for wrestling fans to just obsess about these kernels of, of information, uh, I worry about the IWC, you know what I mean? And there's people, uh, you've seen other people online talking heads that get so animated and aggressive and, and they have so many opinions, and, and I do as well, but, you know, at some point, there's there's life beyond pro wrestling, even for, for myself, even for you, uh, even for an AEW apologist, an angry wrestling fan, Monty and the Pharaoh, there's life beyond uh, the, the ring, beyond those four ropes or those the, three sets of, uh, well, four sets of three ropes, okay? So anyway, that's it, folks. This is your AEW Apologist rant. Tribalism, it's good because it saves you time and frees you up to do other things. Uh, as far as wrestling goes, WrestleMania, by the time you see this video, we're just a few days away from WrestleMania. Uh, it's not a great card, in my opinion. Um, you know, letting all this talent go in the last couple of years, the Braun Strowmans, the Samoa Joes, uh, even ladies like the Iconics, you know, like I just look at this card and it's, it's a little uninspired to me. I mean, I think it's, there's enough happening with, with Steve Austin and Kevin Owens that it could sizzle. It could, could be surprisingly good. Um, who knows? But I mean, I just think that trying to stretch a very limited, thin talent roster right now because they've, they've fired so many people. It's not that the talent that they have is bad. WWE just fired so many of them. So you're bringing in Logan Paul and uh, Johnny Knoxville on back-to-back -back nights? I mean, don't those guys kind of both fit the same purpose, to be honest with you? I mean, do you really need Johnny Knoxville and uh, Logan Paul? I don't think so. Um, and I noticed that as of, as, of, as of right now, both women's title matches are scheduled for night one. It seems a little bit odd that Charlotte and Ronda are on night one, and Becky, and, uh, you know, Bianca are on night one. Seems a little odd to me. Uh, and that's it, folks. So, uh, other news, I guess, Tony Storm uh, raising a bit of a storm herself uh, with her OnlyFans announcement and, and people getting very simpish. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I'll go on another tangent for just a moment. These wrestling fans, um, 
who gets so excited about the possibility of masturbating to pictures of Tony Storm on OnlyFans, I really feel kind of sorry for you. I mean, if you're looking for pornography, there's a whole world, a whole catalog of free stuff out there. Um, so if you if you're so dedicated or whatever and, and people kind of wrap this into a veil of oh it's empowerment and good for her and you go girl I, I just you know it's basically sex work you know what I mean and I just I don't know if it's something to be applauded I don't know if OnlyFans at all is something to be applauded or encouraged for for young women to take part in but that's the decline of society that we have now uh, that people think it's wonderful and empowering uh, back in the day, it used to be just called smut or pornography, and now it's it's uh, applauded as empowerment. So I mean, it's just it's just a reflection of this declining integrity of our society, the in in uh, declining integrity and the declining morality of people like yourselves who who would pay to watch something like this or to pay to get these photographs. Uh, I mean, this OnlyFans thing, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember a year ago, all these headlines that they were getting rid of uh, uh, pornographic material, and then <laughs> about a month later, they changed their mind, you know? So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. If, if you're going to pay $10 a month for that, uh, I would suggest that you don't. But you do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, that's the thing, folks. I mean, things that I may not agree with, I believe that people should have the freedom to do these things. I'm not going to condone it, and I might speak openly about my disappointment or my disgust. But you have the freedom to make your own mistakes, okay? I grant you that freedom. Birds chirping. Okay, folks, so that's it. you mind? Do you mind? Okay, folks. I need to get... I need to hunt a bird right now. Okay, folks, so I know what I'm having for lunch. Um, that chirping bird in a, in a fucking wheat roll, okay? All right, folks, that's it. Subscribe to Mike Messier YouTube channel, Monty and the Pharaoh YouTube channel, uh, AEW Apologist number 27. Uh, thank you very much.